Welcome to The Luminary by Isaac in Slit, where we interview some of the best Sri Lankan unique personalities for you to get inspired and motivated by going through their life stories and experiences. Now here's your host, Mr. Trevin Hannibal. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Luminary. As you guys have seen uh, in our previous episodes, we have a lineup of celebrities in Sri Lanka. And today we have an extraordinary guest, I would say, a great performer. And you would have seen his dancing moves. And uh, here he's with us. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Dushant Viraman. Mr. Dushant Viraman, we welcome you. Hope everything is Ayubo well with one. you. Are one? And how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm. Uh, I had a wonderful time with my uh, cousins and my parents last night, and uh, had a very good needed sleep, and uh, woke up just a little while ago, only because of this interview. Nice, <laughs> so and we really it, good today. It's a pleasure to have you, and uh, we we would like to have a chat regarding your career. And the main purpose of this interview is, of course, to uh, see what the youth in Sri Lanka could learn about uh, of people who have made a remarkable, you know, um, stance in their careers. So, um, starting with, uh, I got some, I did some research about you and I got some from boys as well. Uh, so, let's start from your school career. Uh, I see that you were a senior prefect. And you uh-huh. have done theatre. Now, if we go back to your school days, now there would have been uh, times where uh, things would have changed, and maybe you did not discover yourself as a performer. Uh, maybe you discovered it later. Uh, so, how was school life all about? Were you the same person that you were in your school life, or was it a different Dushant Viraman? Can you please take us through that, sir? Oh boy, um, I wouldn't say I was a very different. I know a lot of people have this uh, change of uh, personality from school time to now. Uh, no, but in my in my case, I was uh, always the same Dushan Viraman. I had a lot of friends. I was a very popular kid. Uh, did a lot of sports. Um, uh, everybody knew me as the Michael Jackson. The crazy Michael Jackson dude who likes to be like Michael Jackson. Everybody calls me Michael Jackson. Everybody calls me Jacko Wacko. <laughs> as as much as they want to tease Michael Jackson, they tease me as well. <laughs> so, okay. and I was uh, always in a lot of sports. I I um, I did I did many sports like uh, cricket, rugby, uh, athletics was one of my main sports. I was the overall sports captain uh, at in Hartley House. So. Uh, the, the life that I am living as a public personality was not much of a like a very new thing for me uh, in in terms of being uh, you know you know popular among the kids so interact uh, what you call this interact uh, school function things like that I used to always go and perform and actually I found myself being very interested to sing as a youngster uh, so no I don't have two stories <laughs> Uh, if at all I do have a story now where I like to be more laid back and not so much onto the limelight uh, okay. as I used okay. to. Uh, there was a, I'll, I'll come to that 
that's very much oh, okay. that's a very interesting story as so, well so yeah uh, but for me i was a i was a kid who was all i was a kid who always uh, didn't feel like i was challenged but i was always challenging because i had a older brother who was very challenging right so taking up on him and then going back to school and taking up my friends was like you know no big deal oh, okay <laughs> that's nice to hear so will you i'm not talking about um, just the extra curriculum and anything you know right the friendships uh, you okay. know uh, sports yeah all those things yeah nice so will you agree on me in, from the colombo school so is st thomas's college better than royal or royal college is better than st thomas's college I'm a better student to say that St Thomas is a better. My goodness, I want to take the Mickey out of you. I thought you're going to say no Royal all the way. So I am a Thomian, so that's why I asked that question. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I would I, I would say yes, St Thomas is a great school. I mean honestly, I mean you know. By the way, I was joking. Okay, I was just joking. <laughs> no, no, I'm 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 I I had a, I had a I had two answers in my answer you did not get that correctly I said. <laughs> no honestly I think uh, uh St Thomas is right now is a good school and um, Royal has always been a great school but uh, of late to what I am seeing in Sri Lanka and what they are doing to these schools you know they're ruining it and St Thomas is lucky that the government is not getting too involved exactly it's exactly. not the school that's you know getting messed up it's the people who are running it and making it up you know I know. Uh, I'm sad but about anyway, it. But anyway, sad about it. I know, but because yeah, in but your still, description uh, uh, it I says would, I would still say still uh, uh I would say Royal is still the second best. Really? I never expect I, I was never expecting that from you. 10 times his number. <laughs> okay. So it says Dushant was educated no, know, and was a senior that prefect of Royal College Colombo where he excelled in sports singing dancing on stage at many college events blah 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 So yeah so being a senior prefect at Royal College is not an easy task I know that for sure So you got to have you know a different competency yeah, a level to be thing. that It's so, like yeah. the Yeah so we have we had nearly 700 students uh, in our grade right so being a senior prefect uh, being a royalist since kindergarten it's like the you know the biggest dream of any royalist because you see what a prefect is all about when you're at royal for 13 years and uh, yeah yeah so true I'm so happy i i got nice that. so with, good about with that Uh, I would like to go to your. It says uh, you had five years of experience as a customer accounts executive at at Mercedes Benz. So I think this is. Am I right if I say that this yes, is where you started? Yes, that's my very first job. Okay. Yes, that's exactly. So, uh, Dushan, just wanted to ask a question from you. See, when anyone, any, everyone, everyone starts, uh, you know, from from. from somewhere because you know you are a newcomer maybe you are an intern you are a trainee uh, i myself i was a kind of a trainee accountant when i started my career when i because, uh, but everyone goes through a little bit of hardships when you when you start your career earlier earlier on sometimes your bosses your supervisor your immediate superior might load you up with work so 
what were the hardships that you had to go through and how did you mitigate them? Because you have been working there for five years. Now, you won't be able to survive for five years if you did not have that, yeah. uh, you know, skill and that the mitigation skill. So can you just take through some concrete examples with us? Okay, so yes, I did have a bit of an issue while I was at Mercedes. Uh, because, simply because for the first time in my life, uh, no, no, not first time, <laughs> in the corporate scene, and, you know, I felt uh, how to be mistreated because of favorations and all things like that. And I was the youngest in the team. We had six in the team, six in the Mercedes-Benz team, including the general manager, then the uh, the manager and we have other, about four or five uh, sales and marketing representatives, right? Uh, so you join as a, uh, a trainee and then you become a sales executive and then you become a custom account executive. And after you become a custom account executive, you have to be there for a little while until you get to the, the assistant manager post and then become the manager. So this is a very small team and I was the youngest. And um, I did feel that there was a bit of, you know, you know, unfairness towards me simply because they felt like, uh, ah, he's too small for the job. And I was the kind of a different kid at Mercedes. You, you know, you have this thing where you are supposed to, you know, you are catering to the creme, the creme of Sri Lanka. Yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. top-notch people who, you know, spend their money on very expensive cars. So the 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 approach from diesel and motor to these people to these big names you know we are talking about the Dabigapras to Algunasekras to all <laughs> needless to mention the names now yes yes so so they had this thing where you need to uh, approach them with uh, uh, with a certain uh, uh, what do you call those. Uh, uh, Ateduring, you know, that with a lot of respect, you know, call them sir and all of those things. Yeah, arms length kind of, you know, you know, very, very respectful approach. But to me, I felt personally, I felt um, as a kid, you know, I was only 22, 23, right? And I felt that was a, not a good approach as a salesperson, as a salesman, as a, as a, as, an, as a person who is going to give a service to a person who is buying their dream car or maybe their 10th dream car, you know, right? Because each car that they buy at Mercedes-Benz is a very expensive car. So I felt like my, the approach should be different. You know, you should be friendly. You should be telling them what they don't know about it because this is their dream that they're taking home. And the, the approach should be where, like, you know, I'm happy to be there and in the, in the opportunity where you're taking your dream back home. And I am the guy who was given the privilege to give you the best choice, right? And so I was a very free guy in terms of, so I was trying to always make friends with the customers. Um, and, and these are big names. Sometimes it's, you know, Harry Javadana or, you know, you know, so so on and so forth so my approach was different and I did have that very easy going attitude but I used to I, I, I used to wear uh, earrings okay. Mercedes okay. and in the corporate scene those days you know wearing earrings or having a chain would be like not so cool yeah, yeah. right and the management did not 
Yeah, it is absolutely taboo. And I used to sing, and now I'm doing this classical music, and I'm singing with the Bharatiya Santosh shows. And suddenly, I'm I'm doing like even I did the classical shows, like the Phantom of the Opera, and all of those things. They were cool with that. They were like, oh, that's that's fine because that goes with the whole thing, right? And uh, but when I used to sing with um, Sunny Dapa, or suddenly you know a school show, and then I'm in a you know in my you know Dushant Peerman attire, like. You know, WTF. You know, <laughs> they just go with their job description. Yeah. So, uh, so during that time, I felt like you know they they saw me as the uh, irresponsible or not so focused. But I used to get my sales. I used to get my sales. I get you. Get you were a good performer on Target. I went better sometimes. I was a good performer, but I was not the. The the conventional type. Yeah, okay. So I not the traditional guy. Free variation and things like people did not understand me. Yeah, I I I tell you a story. So nice. I was trying to sell a car to uh, Sanat Jayasuri. Okay. Right. So Sanat Jayasuri was a uh, BMW fan. Okay. Right. And um, um, I used to chase Sanat to go to SSC, go to NCC, to Bloomfield, CCC, wherever he was. I used to go to his house and. You know, and then after a while, now I'm become friends with him. You know, he's like uh, he calls me Mali, I call him Ayi, and all that. Right. You know, and you know, suddenly he'll call me at 11 o'clock in the night and ask about Mercedes, and I will, you know, I mean, I'm all in. So we used to go out to dinner, lunches, and all those things. And uh, suddenly uh, there was a bit of a thing going on in the team. I remember they were like they're talking behind my neck. This guy is not trying to sell. He just trying to be, you know. Making friends with Sanat Jayasuri, and then I used to bring the 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 name Sanat Jayasuri on the prospective list of for the at the sales right. meeting, and there was a time for about six months Sanat Jayasuri's name is coming up, right? So and I'm saying yeah, maybe I'll close it next month, or maybe I'll close it the name the month after. And my general manager, I'm not going to mention okay. the name. My general manager got. Frustrated with all the other talk that's been going behind my back and to him, and they were, and he at in at one uh, I think the fifth sales meeting where the Sanajar's name has come up so many times on my sales slides. Uh, my GM said, Dushant, I have tried selling Sanat a Mercedes for more than ten years, and today I'm the general manager. I still haven't sold him the car, okay. right? Okay. Because He's a BMW fan. Those guys at the BMW principal, they are giving him the things that you know at peanuts, giving a big discount. This fellow won't buy. So now I am got so close to Sanat Jayasuri. Now I know next month he's going to close it. Right. Right. Now I'm now the and my gentleman is just saying no, no, no. at the sales meeting I'm saying yeah, but uh, I'm sure I'll close it next month. He's like. Looking looks at me like you, know, you small brat. You don't know what you're talking about. I've been in this job for so long. Sanat Jayasuri is not going to buy, yeah, yeah. right? And he gave me the attitude, and he he told me, Dushant, this is the last time I'm telling you, you are not going to have Sanat Jayasuri's name on the prospective list in this next sales meeting. Okay. <laughs> I said. So in my head, I'm thinking. So okay. That means if I don't, if I sell, he's not going to be there. Prospectively, he's going to be in the sales list. No? <laughs> Then I told, "All ah, right, okay, don't worry. I'll sell and I'll have it in the sales list, okay. right?" So my GM was like, "And yeah, don't let me waste your time." Okay. Then I was like, "Sure, sure, I can." 
Then the GM said, okay, if you sell Sanat Jayasuri a car, I will cut my ear. Single and cute. In front of everybody. In okay. front of everybody. So a month went by. So I got the chance to tell my GM, having Sanat Jayasuri's <laughs> name on the uh sales thing so the the number was it was a uh, mercedes benz e200 compressor a nice uh, yellow kind of a new designer color had the team wanted that is sanajaya's very first car okay kc0505 and uh, yeah i had to tell them yeah now you better cut your ears kana get good then so that those kind of things you know kana ka banne kana ka banne now is it australia anyway Yeah so the I, I yeah I did go through a lot of stuff like that um simply because I was a I was a younger kid I was younger and also uh, I was nice different. nice nice so I see these quotations yeah, from you stories. it says uh, if I didn't become a singer I wouldn't have quit my job at Mercedes Benz and uh, along with what you just said but I what I Oh did I say that <laughs> I just got a quotation I don't know whether this is what I found this is what I was shared by the way did you say that by any chance Yeah I don't know uh, what I said yeah, maybe if I'm I didn't that, become I, a singer I wouldn't have I wouldn't have quit my job at Mercedes Benz that's what you said Yeah yeah that that's absolutely true that's such a fantastic place yeah. to work yeah. right except the people like you say no who did not understand me well who always thought in have so uh, just I this is a small just like, distribute ones uh, just to distribution but i thought, what i think yeah. is see i see that when i, I have seen your interviews before and while you speak and uh, with all of that i see that you're you know you're an extrovert you're you're an extroverted person you would want to share your thoughts now sometimes as you said when you work with people who are a bit conventional sometimes they might tend to tell you mayanan tika pandita wedida danne maya tika pandita case ekak danne and have you have you heard that behind yeah. your back i was such a pandita i was known as a such a oh all my life all my life i think still people do say dushant is a poda pandita guy not pandita uttak vadagaramne bahu pandita yes you are right that is because of that extrovert in me right but honestly uh, trevin i'm a very much more of an introvert i like my time alone and i put my stuff together and and i do that at my own cool time and i enjoy it okay at times like these where i do get the time to the, the opportunity to to express my ideas at the point of delivery and all this this expression i look i i sound to be like a real extrovert right so unless but sometimes if you if you meet me at a party or a social function until you really click with me personally i'm that awkward guy who just sits uh, orange juice and you know who's in a corner who looks like a you know real you know awkward guy right but uh, so that's me Uh, I'm a I I'm introvert in my own way so you know I I I'm in my head or my wife always said bloody hell you're always in your head you know <laughs> <laughs> that's it <a good laughs> everything's in but 
Yeah. Yeah, but I think. But I am extrovert, like you said. Yeah. When I have. To, yeah, but when, when I get the opportunity. Exactly. So sometimes you can't. Assess. So these personalities could be not understood very well. Yes, yes, yes. And sometimes you can't, you know, judge a person by its. You can't judge a book by its cover. They say, isn't it? Now I could remember watching this documentary of Freddie Mercury, and you would have watched yeah. that uh, the movie of the Bohemian Rhapsody, where this guy is a totally different guy off stage. It's a totally different guy off stage. He has full of charisma. Yeah. He has full of. Yeah. He's a you know charismatic performer, but off stage he's a very very shy, uh, you know introverted guy. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think you might have to say something on that. So I, I'm not I'm not going to say that I'm like Freddie Mercury, but I may have a similarity. Like you know Michael Jackson, Freddie Mercury, and all of these people, uh, they are like this. And I think what they what what you're trying to say is, so when we are on stage, what we do is. we just go and present everything that we have planned out in our head while we are being an introvert while we have been alone because when we are alone we are tripping man i'm telling you i trip like i'm on acid <laughs> sometimes you know and i just because that's where i find my life my 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 true life where i want to express it's when i'm with in myself and and honestly it looks like i'm just you know pulling something off that was never in, in never prepared when i'm on stage i'll be very honest 99.9% i've done it 1550000 times in my head before yes. i got up on stage and all that happens when you're on your own so that's the thing with an introvert you know you have things going on yourself and um, and my wife is very different like you know she she will always want to have people and discuss and da 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 and sometimes uh, whatever she does on stage it's very spontaneous it's not very prepared and and that's different correct, you know correct. but i am uh, a very different uh, uh, so i think uh, freddy is also like that and freddy is also very similar when he's given an uh, an opportunity to to talk and express he's the funniest guy you know he'll he'll be so witty and uh, even in his interviews he says he's the most boring guy when he's alone he yeah, has, yeah, has yeah. That, he's not even himself like that in the interview when he's alone yeah and i'm a very same like i could go on for like you know two three weeks at home without getting out of the house my my wife has been uh, in canada for about one and a half months now and there was a week or two i suddenly felt good Man, I haven't gone out of the house for anything yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. You know, <laughs> since Christmas, I've like been been at home, and then it clicked me how okay, I better go out and I start correct, work. Correct, 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 correct. Yeah. So, but I have been completely yeah, yeah. fine with that. I had been okay. Since we are on the page of start, since you mentioned some names like Michael Jackson, Freddie Mercury, now I would like to you know mention few names like that. I, I, as you said, what came to my mind was Michael Jackson because of course I'm going to ask some questions about MJ. Uh, and then freddy mercury a uh, person like george michael and all these big stars i mean they 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 had really good beginnings and they come to the peak of their career and they're gone michael jackson is gone freddy mercury mm-hmm. is no more george michael what a talented guy no more they yeah. at one point they just messed up at one point 
Now, Dushan, I I know that you are an extraordinary performer, but what's your opinion on these big names? Why did they go astray? As you know, George Michael, if you take Michael Jackson, I don't know, he was obsessed, they say, with kids and he has this Neverland thing, he brings in kids. Some people say that he he was a molester, some people say not. Uh, there are two fractions, but if you look at his interviews at the latter part, sometimes he used to give answers which are not, you know, not, not doesn't make sense. Even if you take a person like Freddie Mercury, extraordinary performer, love him from the bottom of my heart, but towards the latter part, he was doing crazy things. He used to have parties till night and uh, crazy parties, spending millions and billions. Same story if you look at all these stars who had to say goodbye uh, earlier in their life. Why do you think it happened? And what's your what's your honest advice for for upcoming artists to not to go go through that uh, you know that type of a cop of a result? What do you think? Mm. You see, when you have uh, short, small questions, I usually have long answers. You can imagine with a long question like that, what kind of long answer I do have, right? So basically, what you're asking about are like uh, uh, huge personalities with huge problems. You see, if you take Michael Jackson uh, and if you... uh, listen to the song Price of Fame which is an extra song in the Bad Album you'll find it in the iTunes you gotta understand what we gotta try to lift up here so high in the rise of fame and not the pebbles your way you live it up to the next the rise of fame and not the pebbles your way and it uh it basically explains what you have to go through in terms of uh, for fame and fortune and how and he also explains how most people who doesn't have the strength to take it upon is that are the ones who go astray right so in the 80s when Michael Jackson did perform this song he very well understood the price of fame and he was very very balanced I think it was very much uh, possible, not, I'm not saying easy, it was possible for Michael Jackson to, uh, you know, to be in control of what he was in because he started off as a kid, he was just five years old. He, 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 he mastered it before he came into his teens. He was advised and he saw it happening in front of his eyes at clubs and, you know, pubs and all these places where he was performing. He saw the, or he saw all the the women, he saw all the fortune, he saw all the drugs, he, he saw all the good things and the bad things in show business, right? To honestly, I'm not trying to just defend Michael Jackson because I'm, I'm his biggest yeah. fan. Um, but to me, Michael Jackson did not uh, fail in, this, in, in terms of uh, drug abuse or womanizing or, you know, that, that, that in that part. Michael Jackson had a completely different toll on him where he was too good for the industry, he was too big for the industry and the industry was his enemy, was his personal enemy. In terms of, I'll give you a little story where a lot of people may not are aware of, you know, 
at the point where Michael Jackson was before he was passing he owned 50% of Sony okay. Sony Music okay right so this was about 10 years before when he released the Invincible album right, right? this is the man who had 50% control of Sony Music and who had more shares than um Tony Motola is it Tony Motola yeah the okay. chairman of Sony Sony okay right i think that was his name anyway forget the okay. name so who who was uh, married to Mariah Carey right? right and there was a there was a bit of a, a power struggle and a, like a racist thing going on with these guys where Michael Jackson is becoming very popular in uh, not, not not popular he was becoming too powerful mm-hmm. in the industry imagine everything that Sony owned Michael Jackson owns 50% of it because he owns 50% Jackie, of Jackie. Sony music how big is that that's so crazy right? so there was a power struggle there where this yeah so where Sony wanted Michael not Sony a certain part of Sony I don't know whether this is even dangerous talk I'm talking about because all this talk is just taken out of the social media yeah. usually, right? So, Michael Jackson actually got onto the stage. You go to the YouTube and type about the, the problem about my, uh, Michael Jackson, Sony, everything okay. comes up uh, where he's actually doing a protest, right? So, that's where all the rumors started to come and, you know, so many things uh it's very hard to explain a story like this so basically michael jackson was becoming too big and he was handling a certain way. right right so basically what you're right. saying is so it's not it's not the star but to... it's the external factors that that bought this predicament on him yeah but it comes the same thing it's just a, it but it comes the same thing because when you are just at that peak right everybody wants to get you get to your mm. place right so either either you destroy yourself or others destroy you right so to your question what do i have to say to the youngsters yes and this happened to me as well towards okay. the 2013 i felt like you know wow and suddenly i felt that 2013 was a such a dark place okay. for me very close people were against me there were a lot of backstabbing right. you know and you know too much of attraction you know da, 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 all that too much of targeting rather then i also felt like oh man you know this is the same thing that's happening so if your question what is the advice don't be like when yeah it's awesome to be great you know it's awesome to be number one but it's all upon you being number one is because somebody else is being beaten by you so there's a person who is always going to be you know bitter about the fact that you are number one yes yes right that's a third place fourth place and that's last place yes right so wherever you are if there's competition in life you are going to have people against mm-hmm. you right rivals, rivals. then the other thing is once you are at number one you need to know how to handle it you need to be able to be humble and still say yes St. Thomas is a better school you know <laughs> <laughs> so you get to know how to handle your place you need to know how to handle your place you know give the, give just because you're number one or you just because you're at a you're at a place you don't think that you're always right you know that that's your way of knowing how to handle your place 
and also know that there are the people who are trying to get to your place so that's trying to be number one so nice understand you can always lose you can always lose the race yes right yes. and uh, my advice is yes competition is good it brings you know you you find yourself you find so many things in life but at the same time it's not very important to be number one it's mm. great to find yourself through competition but competition is not everything okay i mean that's that's i really like the last part dushant of what you just said because you said being number one is not that important no for some people that's not the case it's by about being number one it's about being the show stopper you know and yeah it's okay to slid global education who is the official title partner slid global education is established for students who are interested in venturing past the higher education opportunities in sri lanka to explore avenues in countries such as australia canada uk usa germany and france they have a network of 30 plus universities that they collaborate with to provide students with the best learning and holistic university experience you can also avail exclusive scholarship schemes especially if you are a student or alumnus of slit slit global education also provides exceptional academic counseling services for undergraduate and postgraduate students tailored to their requirements they also offer excerpt visa guidance counseling services and pre departure training to all their transfer students If you're considering pursuing your higher education abroad, feel free to give their friendly team a buzz. Yeah, you said something. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, yeah. So, with that, uh I would like to uh, you know, shift your attention to how I got to know you personally when uh, when I was uh, no, I mean how I got to know this person Dushant Veeraman because of course BNS was there. and uh, we used to uh, hear you know songs like uh, na na nena what's that song uh, na na nena that was the first song of me yeah na na nena yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so those are the bns songs that we had then suddenly i think it was from sirasa a guy comes and says istaring tarang purang kumburu neta istaring tarang Huh? I'm like wondering who the hell is yeah, this guy? And he he's dancing, he has his moves and yeah. he's you know he's moving around the stage make out the me. Istarintaram purang kumura. Who's this guy? And and the the guys from my college they used to talk. Macham bana ara sindhu ke na istarintaram macha mara song yakne a jayenge. And that's how actually I got to know Dushant Veeraman. And then yeah, yeah. when time passed by, of course you came up with uh, nice, more more songs like I think Pana, Senehasa, and all these other songs. But how important was that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Puran Kumbura is is that the name of the song? Puran Kumbura. I don't know. Istering Tarang that song. How important was that uh, for no, your career? The, song, the name of the song is called Jeet Tunone. <laughs> जेतनोनेटली द मोस्ट इम्पॉर्टेंट सॉन्ग ऑफ माई करियर बिकॉज 
my very first song panas in asa even though it became a number 1 in the the whole scene right it was uh, it was uh, number 1 in the rajarata radio which got banned by the way <laughs> okay that was the very first station that became number 1 and then panas and went to uh, rasarasigi and all of those uh, number 1 in so many chart shows right but people didn't know the singer as dushant viraman because the song came in iraj's album mm-hmm. and everybody thought it was iraj who was singing all these different uh, with with these different voices so once i was in london uh, i was going with uh, someone to scotland from london to scotland to uh, to buy a car right and on our return these guys are playing this cd and they were like macha me 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 pana sense hindu aladino the mega mara macha me iraj pachan who who tamai me okkum hindi kekke and i'm thinking what hold on like are you trying to like pull my leg or you're just doing a little act to just to bug me okay. after that then i felt like these people are actually Serious. thinking that iraj is singing all these songs okay. right and i was like me ogalan athana me itana ad me danne nadda kawuda me me iraj kiyan oh macha mega mara edanne i say me sindu kiyanne mama then they like me rendu me umba then you know the 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 worst thing iraj did not put my name in the name in the the title okay. i didn't even have a way of proving it was my stuff oh my god right so that's how that that's how pana uh, seniasa was uh, in uh, like you know was not uh, so credible for me at the start but now everybody knows that that I'm the first right. song so that is why jeet sunone my second song which came with with a video is such an important song for me because that's where i was found and uh, that's where people saw me for the first time doing my moves and in the, doing the uh, you yeah, know yeah. the different type of music that you know because when you had those cellos coming in and you know that music was new for sri yes, lanka yes and when the music can the The, the 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 words were so rhymey isering tarang purang tumburu neta isering tarang kaparak tarang arang barang and rat tarang torang and even people are tripping yeah. on that so yes just jetunone was definitely a, nice, yeah nice, the biggest nice. song for me and and now what i what i what i saw you from from you at the very beginning was you know you were a, a real performer if you uh, if you compare dushant and uh, your brother uh, santosh uh santosh is more or less uh, you know he has his own style but as a performer i see dushant has that way of you know you could captivate an audience you could have your eyes you know drill through them now you have that uh, performer in you now uh, uh, santosh might have a different style that he he's connected with of course bathia but if you take dushant he is you are your eyes your facial expressions and all of these are not fabricated stuff i think it it comes it comes from within if i'm not mistaken now do you think a performer is born or a performer is trained to be like that is a performer is born with that or can he train to be like that my opinion is i think you you are born with that you know if you look at uh, even if you take a person like sunil pereira his dancing his dancing moves uh it comes from within amutu amutu dancing moves tikatte even if you take even even if you take a person like 
you freddie mercury michael jackson these are this it comes from the soul like i remember michael jackson telling uh, diana and prince charles how do you do that dancing moves kilahan or prince charles and he said it comes from the soul uh, kind of thing what do you what do you have to say about that i really like to hear your story on that okay so the good news is i don't think it's born talent only i think it's okay. both because yeah definitely a person like michael jackson you know while other children were learning to tie their schools the shoelaces he was up on stage uh, or he was singing like a pro yeah that's definitely born talent but he was always like a person who was ready to you know learn something and do that so he you know he he watched other people dancing he watched others singing Aretha Franklin to you know uh, Freddie Starr and all all those people who were his his favorites and you see he has uh, mimicked those people in their in his performances so definitely it's not born talent it's definitely something that he also has you know learned from others and move the moonwalk is not even his yes, right yes. no so it it it's it, it's a move that he learned from somebody yes. else so it's definitely not uh, just born talent and it's certainly not only um hard work it's it's both um it's a combination and uh, michael jackson is also a guy who always said it's 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 about practice 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 and practice you know and how talented you are so the good news is anyone can get better with hard work but of course if you have you know your parents genes a good genes <laughs> having some talent it helps so it Yeah, it's this. Uh, I used to have this chat with uh, one of my uh, buddies in the band. You know, it's nurture versus nature, mm-hmm. right? So there was a player who was so much into practicing, right? And he will get his stuff, but he wouldn't be able to go out of his um, uh, safe zone because he wouldn't know anything. Uh, you know, away from his uh, practice. Uh, the the practice notes of a certain yeah. song so he would not understand the, the the musicality of the song to go into a certain variation so that's where nurture is versus nature so the guy who did not even practice suddenly comes to the thing and he still go with he'll he'll change the song while we are practicing so that is those things are there but i believe this is all about a memory thing you know whether it's nature or whether it's nurture it's something to do with your memory uh nature is the memory that you bring from birth or prior to that with your genes you know or our genes everything what we have is connected with memory the, the reason why your face looks like half of your dad and half of your mom is because your face your your face your dna it has a certain memory of that yes. and it's not just your parents it's a memory of your whole generation, generation maybe 100 generations back you still have this nose and this set up teeth somewhere down the line because it's it's memory past right yes. so when it's nature it's still memory that is coming and again when you're when you're practicing when it's nurturing again what you're doing is you're putting memory and saying that this is how this is done this is how it's done let whether they are doing uh, you know making a car whether you're just doing a carpentry job or you're you're thinking of a certain idea 
all this is you think more about the idea you you understand more but it's just that you're putting more memory into it so whether it's nurture or nature or whether you're born with it or you're growing or you're acquiring it it's just you're collecting data you're collecting memory and and you're getting you're prepared with certain things okay. so sometimes you know certain certain music comes and i do the same thing right as if i have done it before but it's just that my my memory is all that so it's all about uh the mix of nurture and uh nature or whether you're born with it or you're going to work hard on it but the, the main thing you are understand is this go in hand in hand because of one main thing that is memory memory okay if you have it from birth it's because you're bringing it from somewhere right if you're having it by acquiring it because you are again now feeding more memory of a, of the experience nice. that's a great that's a good answer i say yeah i never 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 thought about that part anyway thanks dushan Thank for you. that that area of explanation welcome to sparkies a platform that will groom you to have a leading edge over other IT students. We built this to give you the real skills to make you a superhero, actually a super talent. Being up on the game is really important and that's why we researched what skills are really required by the IT industry. You will be surprised. It's not pure technical skills, but a combination of specific technical skills and soft skills that you offer which no program out there in Sri Lanka teaches you if you master these skills you will be assured a job in a leading IT company or the support to start your entrepreneurship journey and that is why i teamed up with the best people to help you through a pre-selection process candidates will be given the opportunity of a personalized mentorship with sparkx the program is 6 months long and can be followed part time while you study dedicated mentors with domain experts will connect you through live online learning and face to face boot camps so i would like to take you to another area of uh, of my questions that's about uh, you know marriage life now uh, you have a different way of thinking about life and i'm sure I don't know you can correct me if I'm wrong I seen Stephanie in uh, that uh, Cirrusa program where she used to be the computer I think it was uh, I can't remember the exact name of the the program she was she was the computer of the of the program and with what she said uh, and how she is and I saw some interviews voice. the voice yes voice voice, voice is, yes and I saw some interviews of her, uh, with uh, I think it was with Danu and uh, I think it's two different personalities you and Stephanie Now uh how do you think how important is it for a person who who is a performer for for a performer to have a good marriage life to have a good partner a tart partner that you can trust uh how important because uh just to add something to the question see most i would say 60 70% of the rock stars or the people who in showbiz they're not having a good marriage like some are divorced and it's two or three wives two and you know it's normal it's okay to have that but sometimes you cannot stick to one partner there there are you know you, so these things happen what do you think what do you think how important is it to have a good marriage life sorry yeah. um i mean 
I'm not the person to say what which is right or wrong whether it's okay to have one or more or which is not okay I think it's it's a person's choice to have one wife or three girlfriends or even three wives you know <laughs> it's not uh, it's how they want to handle it and if if they are okay with it then if the partners are okay that's fine but I think whatever you do you know whether you have one or many it's what what boils down to it whether yes. you're happy and if the people that you're with are happy and the, and the person you're with is happy right so i think it's all about understanding and honestly myself and stephanie we are absolutely like you know so different and we do have a quite a struggle to keep it going and um, uh, stephanie and i sometimes we are so understanding just but simply because we come from very different personalities we have very uh, two different personalities and we do also come from a very uh, two different cultures we have a lot of problems understanding each other so when we do have a problem understanding each other we are terrible at each other right but i mean up until now at least for 7 years we've fought through these fights and we've been struggling somehow to be together and i think that is what is yes. important but yet again for some people they might think okay is it even worth it to be together if you're always fighting you know so that's just not another another way of looking at you know you know stephy asked me sometimes you know when we are fighting when we are bad you know what's 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 the use of this you know da, 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 da. but i how i see it is uh, recently he was telling me do this list about you know what you like about me what you don't like about me so i'm <laughs> like thinking okay one well, what do i like about her what i don't like about her honestly and i couldn't i couldn't do oh. a list and then she got on to the whole case if you can't do this list if you can't even do this list what's the point in and you, you don't even you know you can't even come up with a small simple list of what you like and what you, what you dislike about me and then suddenly i was thinking oh man do i not have a list for my own wife and then i was tripping on this and i was not falling asleep and i was in a bit of a like you know dilemma maybe like a half asleep and suddenly it clicked to me no 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 not a not a dilemma as such and i was confused like, trying to see what's in this relationship yeah i was searching and suddenly it clicked to me everything that we uh, i was trying to list down or oh, what what she was was not just easily uh, explained so i had to break it down to like stages in life like what is the the attraction we have what is the physical uh, aspect of our relationship what is the 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 psychological aspect of our relationship how do i feel when i um, you know when i go places with her? how do i feel uh, when i'm with her how do i feel about our relationship when i'm alone how do i feel you know when we are doing things together so suddenly i felt like there were so many answers when i was giving a when i was giving a description for the relationship so 
and it made a lot of sense i still have not been able to give this explanation uh, <laughs> actually so in the end in the end then i understood in in in, in these aspects oh my god this our relationship is so valuable because we complement each other in in our spirituality mm-hmm. in the way we 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 live our lives the places we go you know things we do you know uh, uh, our physical uh, attractions our intimacy uh, places uh, we like to be with and our uh, the, the family and the friends so it is all of these things all put together that makes us yes. perfect or us a mm. union right so i think it it's a very unique yeah. thing that you had to figure out to yourself and i couldn't imagine you know replace i was thinking okay like now if this doesn't work out this such such a beautiful marriage that you know everybody thinks that we are also and you know, all that and okay how do i put stephanie and da 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 and i couldn't even imagine a replacement in this same marriage you know what i'm saying right and it could be just something completely different so what i'm going to say is that you know when you are in a relationship you cannot say it's one and one is two or you know you can't have an explanation to saying that everything has to be like this you need to find yourself in your relationship with your with the other person and they need to find themselves within the relationship and once you understand how to value it mm-hmm. is only you will really understand the value of your relationship you cannot compare it to another because your relationship is unique because you are a unique person everybody else is well, you know different and you are with another unique person two unique people in the world when they get together right what a unique uh, you know combination 100%. could that be so only you guys can figure 100%. it out so it's not yeah it's not it's not black or white or color or a shade it's just a complete mix and it's very different it's unique so you need to that's great that's great uh, not compare or judge just just find okay, your right. greatness i mean that's great that's that's some great piece of advice so we are coming to us the... that's where the understanding will come because once you understand sorry sorry so once you understand the value of your relationship right whether it's with one person or with multiple people right once you understand the value of your relationship is when you can mm, accept it makes sense makes sense makes sense good and the bad that's that's some great piece of advice for the youth i would say
yeah so uh, coming back this these are we are coming towards the last part of uh, of our discussion dushant so two more questions for you and you know my last question my one question that i wanted to ask you was by the way first of all there's one question after that so have you heard about a guy called rinaldo dimel do you know about a musician called rinaldo dimel just on top of your mind no right so no this guy no. was a musician no. in the no, 15th century right a musician like you or an artist like you in the 15th century right so my question for you mm-hmm. dushant is we have dushant veeramans we have bhatia santosh we have victor atnayakas we have sunil pereiras but like in the another 500 years from now another 600 years from now from another 1000 years uh it comes up to a question mark is anyone uh going to know these these big names and then comes the point what do you think of this temporary life a person lives for about 80 90 years and we do big things there's a tremendous contribution done by uh humans to planet earth there's no second thoughts about that what you do is valuable what sunil peradas is valuable what elon musk is doing is valuable everyone is doing something good but then comes the question you know it's temporary no one is going to know like i just asked i asked you that question well do you know rinaldo dimel if you search it on google you're going to find that he was a 50th century artist well known guy but that's if you search it on records but well people will know who michael jackson is now people yeah. will know who freddie mercury is now because you know it's just 30 40 years but just let's take 500 600 700 years no one is going to know them what do you think life is what do you think is life all about it's very temporary of course we go through ups and downs but what's your honest take on this again i have a very short answer and i have a very long answer let's not go to the okay. long answer because it's it's not even an answer that i can give you so the short answer is i don't know honestly if i knew i wouldn't be talking to you because i'll be somewhere else enlightened what is life if i knew what life is all about so yes i have thought about this a lot and uh, i have come to realize that i do not have an answer for that mm-hmm. and uh, but i know something that uh, there is no point me dwelling on something uh which i cannot comprehend now in terms of life but i do understand as much as what we are doing is very temporary uh what we are feeling every day is also very temporary so you know it's just a matter of you know we just keep on doing something that keeps us away from sadness mm-hmm. or keeps us going with excitement and happiness mm-hmm. so um if you if you have many big dreams the bad bad thing about that is you might waste your life trying to achieve that many big that huge dream yes. and you want to have that big deal and a big thing in your life you know the big name a big fortune uh, a lot of fame and all of those things and uh, no, appreciation but you're looking for a lot of appreciation you're looking for love you're looking for uh, comfort you're looking for luxury you're looking for food you're looking for you know all these things but 
it's when you are chasing this big deal right if you are struggling all your life as much as you are trying to achieve that's where we are uh, missing up i feel mm-hmm. right so this is why in 2013 was a very very big year for me in my life in my personal life not okay. my career at all right so in third, 2013 is when i won the 10 then now standing young person from sri lanka and i was like the feeling top of the world right. at least top of sri lanka <laughs> right <laughs> right and uh, that's when i also found out man there are a lot of people who don't like the fact that i'm mm. here and uh, that's the point where i understood oh my god you know trying to be number one can be a very dark yes. place and you struggle you it's just the very close people and yourself who are happy for you and everybody else is not happy because they want to be in the place right and so that's where i actually felt oh all this what you're trying to for your like and 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 to get to that place was not easy it was not like walk yes. in the park it was a lot of practice a lot of sleepless nights a lot of sacrifices a lot of not meeting friends a lot of not hanging out with your family a lot of hard work takes you to this place and all that time is not so not so great no you're you're missing out on in wonders in life and you're hard working and all that and suddenly you get to the place where by by the time you celebrate you have people mm. turning back on you you know so then i felt ah okay uh, life is you know kind of messed up in that sense so that's why i said you have been you have many big dreams it could be uh quite quite a deceiving thing that we are being made to think that you know competition is great and you have to be competitive and you have to be superior in competition and and you are being respected and loved but the thing is once you get there you still have to maintain it and that's yeah. a struggle so if your whole life is a struggle to get to this uh man made situations in life uh, places that we want to you know achieve what's the mm. point so that's how i think you know so how do i not go into that okay i always say uh find the mix between success and okay. satisfaction right so to in relate to what i said so success is is in the eyes of others mm-hmm. yeah can you be successful in your in your eyes no yes. no you can only be satisfied yes yes a success is when somebody else is making a judgment on you or you can make somebody else can say this interview is successful or not you can't say it's a success or yes. not yes because it's somebody else's judgment yes but can somebody else be satisfied or uh, having your satisfaction of this of the interview no only you can be satisfied whether this is good I or like bad that. i like that that's good understood so when you are chasing these dreams to be successful you are only chasing to be good in yeah. others eyes very good very good i like that right right but what if you have become number one or even greater than number one but you're still unhappy you're tired <laughs> you're missed out your family friends entertainment you know your sleep your you know your health are you satisfied question mark no 
but what if but what if you are not successful but you're still happy but you have eaten the food you wanted you slept with all the women you like to be with <laughs> <laughs> you know you've gone places you <laughs> you know you've traveled you've done everything in life that you love to do but you are not successful you're satisfied but the thing is you then you're just being a selfish guy you know you're just being a selfish <laughs> selfish you got to be in the guy, middle you know so just being satisfied yeah just being satisfied is not enough and just being successful is not also not good enough so that's why i always say find the mix in between being successful in in the eyes of others and also be satisfied because what's I the know, point i know i know if you have all the success and you're alone and you have all the satisfactions in the world but nice, nobody likes nice. you so you need to find the mix and uh, that's where for me so that's where life is so with that um, yeah yeah and wanting to be remembered 500 years again yeah it's it's just an uh, wanting to be remembered by somebody else yeah in the future 500 years later i know who can i know i know you know i'm not going to be alive i i'm not i'm not going to enjoy that feeling just to know now that somebody else is going to know me in 500 years I'm coming to the last question. So I think it's, it's related to what you just answered. You said 2013 was a bit of a dark year uh, in your in 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 what you did. Uh, and uh, yeah, so how do you handle negativity? Now there can be backstabbing. There can be people talking behind your back. You might get you might have a very critique you have critiques. Uh Dushant is so and so for some people make stories for you, which is totally not true. and uh, sometimes it might even affect your family life that this unique relationship that you have with stephanie that you value the most uh, and uh, it's it's creeping towards certain un- it's creating a mess sometimes this uh, this type of negativity so how do you handle it some people say i don't care but but you know i don't think that's the best way to go ahead with that how do you handle it how do you handle negativity how do you handle people talking bad about you and uh, what's your strategy for that do you totally ignore it do you take it into consideration are you smart uh, what's your smart strategy in handling it what do you think dushant so i think again i'm i'm a guy who loves to take the middle path or to figure out somewhere in between so when something happens good or bad i see we need uh, there are two things we can do right but don't do either right one is to ignore and one is to confront right i think confront as well as ignoring it's the same mm. thing it's the same thing as a meet meter there right so let's say that something happens 
keeps on happening and you ignore it only thing is it can get worse <laughs> right it can get worse the rumor becomes often said and it becomes the, fact. the truth that's the bad thing about lies and negativity it happens often enough truth. it becomes the truth right so if you go head on and confront it you can create another worse scenario there mm. it leads to another problem that is confrontation right so don't do either but do something in between find out where the rumor starts don't go to the person who said it to another person let's say that somebody says bad something about you which is not the truth right don't go to the person find out why that person said that why that person did that and find out the back story or why that person had the influence on saying something bad on you maybe it was something that you did that actually went about the wrong way and somebody else found out wrong information and he or she said created the story and it was just a rumor mm-hmm. right so do not ignore it and do not confront it find out the history of the problem or the issue so once you know the history then you know how to handle yes. it because then you are actually ignoring the person who has actually done it done the wrong thing but also you are confronting the yes. problem not with the person that you need to you know not not the person who is doing it did i get you so it's not ignoring it it's not confronting it it's doing both you said something bad about me i'm not going to confront you but i'm not going to ignore you as well mm. i'm not going to ignore what you said i'm going to find out Why? the reason behind you saying or doing yeah, something you need to get to the bottom that of it me confronting it you need to get to the bottom of it yeah don't let it get to you but don't don't say i don't care about it because it it does matter it does matter it will always matter everything that somebody says about you it's energy it's information people are going to find out and people are going to make judgment life is all about making judgment and decisions yes. right so whatever that is said about you is going to matter at some point in your life so you need to deal with it nice and yeah so with that we come to an end uh, with the luminary uh, with a discussion today it was so nice to talk to you dushant and it was uh, uh, we we i really enjoyed listening to you and uh, as you know it is organized by isac in slit are there any final remarks that you would like to say see i mean it's it's great like what technology can do i am in vancouver canada you're in sri lanka and we just connect because of uh, you know technology can make yeah. it happen and uh, just wanted to get your final rec- remarks about this discussion i finished my copy with yeah, you yeah, exactly what do you think about this what do you think about this discussion <laughs> so i like it so you know this is this is where i as an introvert i get to put out my ideas and uh, to be an extrovert <laughs> so i i like this uh, i enjoyed it and uh, I appreciate the fact that you know you were able to dig into my head as oh, well. Okay. It was a pleasure. And you gave me the opportunity. No worries, no worries. So there you go ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us and I hope to see you soon with another episode and until that time it's time to say goodbye and take care. Bye-bye. That's this week's episode of The Luminary. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.